Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Cast. My name is Davis Maddock, and you can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the show, I did something that I don't think that 12-year-old uh, me would believe. I had on Dustin Smith, the head ratings adjuster for the Madden NFL video game series on the podcast. We talked about what it is like to create a Madden ranking for a player, how mad some of the players get, the rating scale that they have in the game this year, what it's like in the offices at Madden. Uh, I think this was just this was just a really good discussion for anyone who's played a significant amount of Madden football because you probably always wondered, how do they come up with the rankings? What inputs go into the rankings? How do you rank someone who's been in the league for 15 years versus a rookie? How do you come up with rookie rankings? I mean, really, generally, truly interesting stuff for me. Of course, if you like the show, you can always leave a rating and review on iTunes. I find that very helpful. You can also subscribe to the show on Patreon to get bonus episodes of the show. We appreciate that support as well. We are, of course, presented and sponsored by rotoexperts.com. You can get 10% off of the $39.99 NFL 365 package using the promo code MATTEK, M-A-T-T-E-K. And we are also sponsored by dailyroto.com. You can get 10% off the best projections and tools in the daily fantasy industry using the promo code RORY. Now let's get into the show. All right, everyone, super excited to bring in Dustin Smith, the head ratings adjuster for the Madden video game series. Honestly, if like 14-year-old me, 12-year-old me knew I was having this conversation, man, that kid would be so stoked because there was nothing I loved more than playing Madden video games growing up. How, how did you end up here? Give me, give me your like elevator story of how you ended up being the uh, the head ratings adjuster at for Madden. Oh, I'll try and condense this as best I can. So I started as a community guy, complaining on forums. I took that opportunity. I got to go down for a community day in Madden 10. I turned that into asking about an opportunity to start in QA. But I said I had no, you know, I'd never been to college for this. I'd had no experience. So, you know, how does that work? Like, oh, you can work in QA and work your way up. A lot of us have done the same. I'm like, oh. Okay, so it's just, you know, as long as you prove that you're good at it, you can, you can come up. Okay. So I spent time in QA. I think that was about five years. Finally got the invite to go and do um, producer work and finally get on the dev team. About six months or so into that, our roster guy, because I was doing more like uh, authenticity and likeness and uniforms and stuff like that, which I still do. Uh, our roster guy decided to leave after like 14 years of being there. So I was asked to step in. Hey, you've already been working with him. You've been doing a bunch of stuff. You already understand the database. We know it's something you're passionate about. Would you like to step in and do this job? And I'm like, I wasn't uh, expecting this. I didn't come here to do this. This was a, this <laughs> right. was a big shock. But, and I know that's a lot of pressure, but I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll happily, you know, try it out, see how it goes. Uh, it, it's been really fun ever since. I don't regret taking that job at all. 
Yeah, no, uh, of course. It, that's a, that's, that's the journey. That's, I mean, that's the dream working your way up into the company to where you, uh, you get to the, you get to the point to where you get to tell DeAndre Hopkins you're rated 99 <laughs> overall and uh, everyone else, there are, there are a couple tiers below you. The humbling thing I think I saw after the 99 thing in specific was uh, Bobby Wagner saying, I no longer have to make myself as a 99 and mad anymore. This is truly a dream. Computer, right? You think, you can tell that he, you know, when somebody genuinely means something like that and a, and a rating like that means something to him, it was a really cool feeling to just be like, wow, I made that guy, made that guy so much, you know, happy with just putting some numbers on his name. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm sure it has to be, like, it's got this really interesting thing where I actually think Madden more so than any other video game really captures that. Because I, I think the players do really care about their ratings. In in FIFA, what the guys get mad about is like, oh, I'm not fast enough, but it's not the rating so much. But in Madden, the dudes, like, they care about that rating. They usually come for the speed first, but they care about all the other ones too once they dive into it. Yeah. So where does the process of rating a player start? I, I think it's probably like pretty algorithmic for a lot of the guys who've been in the league for a while, like, you know, eight year, nine year NFL guys like that. It probably like there's like a pattern or, a, or some sort of system that kind of does it for you. We, the only system we have kind of built in place right now is all around physical ratings from there. Wait, we have to adjust everything else based on everything we see on tape and then, some of our deeper, um, what's the best way to describe it, analytics that we can get, which there aren't a ton of in the NFL. Uh, right. we, work with, we work with a bunch of that, and we make, we make do with that. Uh, our biggest thing is we, we have formulas that drive speed, acceleration, jumping, agility, strength, and then in-game modifiers that basically, once you've seen it on tape, you can make adjustments if they didn't perform up to standards like what like they didn't have a number that you expect things like that but i'd say for the most part it's it's pretty basic there everything else from there is more so setting a baseline of like who's the best and then ranking everybody according yeah behind them like and so like if you're it comes in and you're a rookie you're ranked within your rookie class but then you're also ranked amongst all the nfl peers where you stack up so like dk metcalf was super we're upset about his strength and I'm like but you're the fourth strongest wide receiver in the game which is ridiculous when you think about it for a guy who's never played a game a yeah right so I'd say I'd say our biggest stuff starts with combine numbers pro day numbers we'll we'll, we'll generate some some numbers for that and we'll adjust if need be and then mostly tape and scouting reports that's where everybody starts that's the simplest breakdown that we have like you have to go dig in and then we go back and sometimes we'll go to high school stuff if you used to play a different position than you play now so that we give you at least a, a little bit of credit on like, hey, if you used to be a high school quarterback, we'll go back and kind of rate some throw power and accuracy and stuff like that. Yeah, give, give uh, like Edelman. And what, is, what, is, what is Julian Edelman's throw power? Uh, if I had to guess, probably in the 60s, which is respectable this year. Yeah, that's – I mean the 70s, but it's, it's – yeah. And for a college quarterback, it's a lot more credit than a high school quarterback. Right. Sure. Oh, you're doing it at a different level, which means your velocity is always nine times out of ten way better. So I think one of the most interesting I, – I mean, the most interesting player, I think, to rate in this year's rookie class has to be Kyler, right? Because Kyler was a Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, he's probably going to put up really crazy stats as a rookie in Arizona. Kind of walk me through the process of and, – and Baker last year too, actually. Kind of walk me through the process of how you guys – 
try and give a rating to these rookie quarterbacks who have these crazy high ceilings? My, Mike Rothstein did an article uh, with me and, and another guy on the ratings team about how we did through Kyler, which is a perfect example. He kind of dives real, real, like, real deep into it. But like, for a guy that doesn't test, it is so difficult. And he, when, and he did the article before we had a college tape. We got the college film right after that, the week after that, which made our lives a little bit easier going able to watch anything, watch, see any, see any play, see versus any coverage, and kind of break him down in that regards. But it was – I mean, the, big, the biggest thing was just ranking him against where you think he should land. Like, he had great deep accuracy. The, 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 the mid-accuracy still needed a little, little here. Short accuracy was pretty good. Throw power, I, which I think it was, was one of his biggest gripe ratings. Throw power was very respectful for a guy of his size and stature and then the guys that he ranks against. He's still in the 90s, and I think we only had like 16 quarterbacks or whatever in the 90 throw power club this year, which is that's, yeah. a, that's a very new thing for Madden. Uh, he, he took a lot of work, though. I wouldn't, it was not an easy breakdown because he gave you nothing at the combine, nothing to go off of. All you had was tape and then figure it out from there. I think that's so like I would not have guessed that the Madden rating process was so intertwined with the scouting combine I I, I would have guessed that it was probably I, I don't know I just I I care a lot about the scouting combine for like evaluating guys for fantasy football and like dynasty fantasy football and everything but I, it would not have been my assumption that the Madden ratings were so closely tied to it we care mostly about what we get that from there is so like we can get we can get a lot of the physical numbers from the testing, but then we also we can kind of break down on some of the drills. Mm-hmm. It, it can kind of help enhance where the like agility is based on how how easy you open your hips. And guys like guys that may test bad are the three cone, okay. But then you watch them go through the running back agility drills, and they're so much more fluid. And then you see the same thing on tape. It's so much easier to give them a better rating, even though maybe the three cone was terrible. So we take into account all these different things when we're trying to look at somebody like that. Yeah. So how much, or, or actually, what is the, the most difficult position to give an accurate rating for, in your opinion? I, I, what I was thinking going through it is, I think quarterback would maybe be what most people would say, but I actually think it, safety has to be so difficult. I, I wouldn't even know where to begin, and I've watched football my whole life. Yeah, I'd put, I'd put safety right behind offensive line. Offensive line is so hard because you don't know the you don't know the assignment you don't know where they're supposed to be and safety fits a lot of that too right it's so hard to know exactly where these guys are supposed to be who they're supposed to be blocking a lot of guys are just looking at a matchup and if they win the matchup they're good or you know but like sustaining a block is just as important as winning a matchup Mm -hmm. so it is so difficult i went to an offensive line summit uh duke mannyweather luke uh, lane johnson teron armstead a bunch of other great players were there i got to learn a lot Got to keep getting better at it. I'm trying to work on my craft of getting better and, and rating them because it's so difficult with the information that's out there. Uh, I, would, I would say for me it's offensive lineman, but I would say safety's right behind it. Yeah, it just, it just feels like the more nuanced the position and the less you know about the coaching associated with it, the heart, like, and not even the coaching that, of like coaching the skills, but like calling the plays and know, not knowing if the player is actually doing their job or not, that right. would be very difficult. The fun part of us is usually trying to figure out when we see a bad play, like where it broke down, because you try and determine what the call, what the play call was, and then try and figure out who made the mistake whenever you see like an obvious error. We're like, could it be him? No, actually, it looks like it's him 
covering up for the other guy who made the actual mistake. And you see that a lot. Like, so it, it kind of puts you in the scout's mind. If you've got to go figure out how to break down tape and try and understand problems and, and breakdowns, even though you don't know the play call, which is so much harder. Like right. in the NFL, they, they know what they're seeing. They know what the call was. They can go back and be like, yep, you, you messed up. We don't know. So it's a whole lot harder for us. So do you guys update or change the rankings throughout the course of the year? Like, is there like a, a big ratings refresh or does it stay the same? Every Thursday, every Thursday we're all over it. Okay. So break me down into that process in the middle of the week. So you got, we've got about two and a half to three days, sort of, to make transactions, make ratings changes, basically reassess the league on a week-to-week basis, which is terrifying. Uh, I watch every Monday game, every Thursday game. If there's a Saturday game, I watch that. It, you know, even if there's not, I watch at least six college football games, minimum six, because uh, I'm trying to get an idea of, you know, not only do I love college football, but I'm trying to get an idea of what next year's rookie class is going to look like. Then you have, I'll see probably at least eight or nine uh, 1 p.m. games. I'll see all the 4 o'clock games, and I'll see the Sunday games. So I'm watching a ton of football. I'm breaking down a ton of football. And then we're going through a lot of our, our information that we get on a weekly basis from a couple of our partners, and then trying to break down that, encapsulize it, and then try and put that into a ratings change if needed for that weekly update. On top of all the other things, on top of if a guy changed a helmet and face mask for that week, yeah. on top of if Tom Brady decided to do something different this week, on top of so-and-so got cut and he's already been signed or so-and-so was traded, yeah, all of that in about three days' time to be able to turn something around, you know, it's, it, it's hectic. Do you have an idea kind of heading into the season of ratings? You're like, oh, I might be wrong about this, and we might be in, like, you'd be quicker to change it than, it, like. Yeah, we we have roster notes. Player. We have, like, a roster note spreadsheet that we, we kind of have shared where I can immediately go back and be like, keep an eye on this thing. Keep an eye on this thing. Maybe we got it right, but maybe it's off. Like, like certain, like, keys to watch. Like, watch for so-and-so's agility come, like, week two, so you've had at least two weeks of tape to kind of see if it's exactly what you thought it was, or maybe he was testing when he was hurt, all things like that. Yeah, we keep huge eye on all that stuff. That's uh, the one guy who I was, I kind of was just looking through the rankings, thinking about who I, I disagreed with. And I, I think there's like, I think there's a decent chance you guys are going to have to move Tom Brady down this year. Cause I think what he's, he's the second highest quarterback. Is that, is that, am I right yep. about that? Yep. Yep. And yeah. it could happen. It, I, I wouldn't rule it out. It could happen, especially after that Super Bowl. But, I mean, it's so hard to discredit a guy that all he does is win come, you know, week 11 through the end of the season, unless he's in Miami. He's just going to win every game. Even right. if it's a team game, like, he still does every – whenever they call on him to make a play, he makes that play. Which is so, insane. do you guys account age into your rankings? Like, are you building aging curves into the rankings at all? We have aging curves into all of our physical traits. We don't add it into any of the other, the other skills, but definitely all of the physical traits. Right. Sounds like uh, sounds like there should be like very competitive fantasy football leagues inside the Madden office. Like it just feels like being so there, entrenched in the game. There should be. There are two big ones. I have separated myself from them. To one, I've always been really good at it. But two, I don't like the way it makes me watch the games. I like yeah, to watch the games for a different reason. That's that's just me. That's just me. I I don't dislike fantasy football. I still love it, but for personal reasons, I chose to take myself out of it. There. 
two very big, massive leagues at work that they take themselves very seriously. They have a lot of fun. Yeah. They have a lot of fun doing it. And there's, you know, there's a good reason. Like there's, uh, they, they do giant conferences of like 16 teams per conference. So it's like a 24 man league and then another 24 man league. And it's, it's nuts. They take that real serious. Yeah, that's that. That I would, uh, I would, I would love to like read an article next time someone comes to the office. Drop that note to them and tell them I really want to read an article about the massive fantasy league that goes on inside the Madden ratings office. I'll tell you exactly who to reach out to because I think he'd be willing to talk to you about it. Uh, Donnie Moore on Twitter. Okay, I, loves, loves fantasy football, and I believe he may not still be, but I know at least at one point was the commissioner for the league. Would love to, I'm sure, love to at least give you some info, you know, information about it, and the fun we have doing it. It's, it's a big deal to him. All right, there we go. I will, uh, I will, I will reach out to him. All right, another thing that I, I just, I knew there had to be an interesting answer to this. What is the hardest time you've ever had ranking a player? Like one player who you just feel like, man, we're just never going to get this dude right. Either we'll rate him too high and then he's going to suck, rate him too low, then he's going to be great. I honestly, it seems like everybody on the Patriots defense seems to fit that because none of them seem like superstars except for maybe one or two. But then every year, all these guys do is just make play after play after play. And you're like, this scheme is so incredible. I can't tell if the scheme's making them so much better or if they've gotten better throughout the year. Like it's, they're the hardest team in the world to figure out. So as soon as we see a player go to the Patriots, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm sure they're going to get a boost at some point this season. But I guarantee you that, you know, it's going to look average when they <laughs> just watching them play. It's the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, it's like they, they, they seem to be able to recycle cornerbacks who just are like so bad everywhere else. And then put them into their system and then they're, they're great. Linebackers is another one that I see just endless. They could put anybody there and they seem to do fine. Yeah. Um, so a big thing you guys did with the game, and we can we can close with this, is you changed the way that ratings were done this year. Not the inputs, but the, the spread. So there yeah. are four guys who were lower rated, and I believe this is the first year that you guys put guys in at 99 to start the year, right? No, no. We've, we've, we've always had a 99 club to start the year, but this year's 99 club is smaller than last year's. I like kind of trying to keep it an exclusive club myself. I want it to be really special when somebody gets in there. I want it to feel really, you know, really great when somebody earns their way in there. Um, but we always have at least a few 99s every year to at least start the year. I mean, it could happen where that doesn't happen, but, I mean, not, not in today's NFL. Yeah, there are too many guys who are good. So where, where was the thinking – where did the thinking originate in spreading out the ratings more? Because I think it's a great idea, and I've actually always thought that this was a weird thing about sports video games in general is that 80% of the players are in between 80 rated and 95 rated, and I yeah. just don't think that that's like a realistic application of skill. We really wanted to make the superstars feel like stars, which is a whole other reason why like on top of the spread we did the X factors and the superstar abilities this year. We really, really wanted to drive home the difference between how good the top is to where average is to where the bottom is. Like, we really wanted to drive that home. And it may be something like I keep expanding on that spread again next year. I, mm-hmm. I, think, you, I think you got room to go even further. Um, it doesn't make everybody happy, and I totally get that. You can't please everybody, but if we want our game to play great and we want people to love our game and enjoy it, this was a great change for gameplay purposes just to be able to have an awesome, fun-playing game that everybody would like. 
Yeah, it's it's true. And I think I think it will I think the the largest impact is gonna be, you know, Patrick Mahomes is gonna feel like Patrick Mahomes. And that's like that's like the number one reason you should want to play the Madden game is to be able to dominate with dudes who are yep. really dominant. That's what we shot for. All right, man. Well, thank you very much for your time. Do you have any other any parting comments about the game you'd like to uh, submit to the listeners? <laughs> feel free to follow me, equipment underscore guru online if uh, if you got any complaints. Uh, I'm sure plenty of people have them. Yeah, let them know. (laughs) I've heard them for for weeks now. It doesn't surprise me. I'll I'll take any criticism and, hey, maybe I'll make a change or two. All right, there we go. Everyone uh, enjoy Madden 2020.